Hey there, welcome to the Book of Majora podcast, the podcast where we discuss Zelda lore. I'm your host, Crystal, and with me is Monica. Hello. And Cameron. Hi. On this episode, we have convened to discuss the three non-canonical Legend of Zelda titles for the Philips CDI system. If you're expecting Breath of the Wild, I guess this is like a record scratch moment. Uh, we're, we're, are we already writing them off as non-canon? Yes. I, I mean, I guess you not, could say they're canon, but are we not, are, are we not going to give them the Hyrule Warriors consideration? No. Oh, okay. There's no The Legend of Zelda in front of it, and as we've all learned, this is the most important uh, distinguishing feature. Exactly. Okay. I don't really buy that, but okay, I'll, I'll buy that. I don't buy that, but I'll buy that. So do we want to get some history on how these games came to be? Everybody knows, right? No. No? Not everybody knows? In the early 90s, CDs were hot. Multimedia was hot. Uh Uh-huh. Everyone was trying to cash in on that Myst craze. Yeah, Myst. So Nintendo partnered with Sony to make a CD-ROM add-on for the Super Famicom. However, it broke off. When Nintendo decided to make a different one with Philips. Now, (laughs) the Sony breakdown, was that what led to the Final Fantasies diverging? Yes. In an extended way. Wow. Then Sony was like, fuck this, we'll make our own CD-ROM system and call it the PlayStation. Didn't Sony want some control of Nintendo's properties and that was one of the reasons for the split? Maybe. Something like that. There's a book about this somewhere. So they gave... Phillips the rights to some of their franchises such as Mario and the Legend of Zelda. And then, and then- <laughs> they made some <laughs> they made some Zeldas and Marios. They did. The, the deal fell apart mostly or was it no the deal continued clearly. Well, but- I mean the the deal for the hardware clearly yeah. fell through because the Phillips CDI I think existed since something like 1989. Huh. Yeah, this is this is their this is Philips's consolation prize for not getting to be part of an official Nintendo system is they let them use some Nintendo properties for their own games. CDs were sure a disaster for Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> Just by every metric. This changed the entire course of the company for literally decades. Yes, and later they would not choose CDs for the Nintendo 64 system, which means it couldn't do things like music. That's good. <laughs> oh, or f- or full motion video images. Yeah. And then to be spiteful, I guess they went with the mini CDs for the GameCube. I don't know spiteful. I don't know why they did that. I think that was probably for read speeds or something like that. It was a lot quicker for load times than the PS2 was. I don't know. Nintendo, Nintendo was weird for about a 15 year period there. And these games are weird because these are still before the era when the Zelda tone was uh, more firmly established, and a lot of the material in these games is derived from the cartoon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, in two of the games. So in Link the Faces of Evil and Zelda the Wand of Gamelon, both released in October of 1993, those are developed by Animation Magic, and they have a bunch of hand-animated full-motion video with... A style that is clearly derived from the Zelda cartoon. They were actually farmed out to a Russian studio because it was the only way they could afford to get those cutscenes done with that budget. Yeah. 
And then Zelda's Adventure came out eight months later, developed by a different studio. The first Zelda game directed by a woman, Anna Roth. Wow. Yeah. I, I should point out this point because I had to look it up and our listeners maybe our listeners maybe wondering. Nineteen ninety three is after Link to the Past came out. Yes. Including in North America. Sure is. Yes. So keep that in mind when we proceed. Mm. That 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 really makes the horror sink in. They've been um internet infamous ever since. Though nobody really cared about them until Ocarina of Time came out, and then there was this big resurgence in caring about The Legend of Zelda on a much larger level. And then, uh, like 10 years later, people started making YouTube poops. I think it started happening before 10 years. Well, no, no, no. I, I mean that the whole, oh, the CDI games are the worst things ever definitely started. Well, it didn't start back in 1998. But they definitely re-entered the mm-hmm. conversation in a big way. Then. Right. Each of us has claimed to be the lore master for one of these three games. Yes! I thought that would be fun. We can each introduce each other to uh, the game that we're an expert on. Oh, boy. Now, Crystal, how is expertise established? What do you mean? What did we do to become experts on these games? Oh, uh, we, I mean, I, I watched some videos <laughs> and right. read some stuff about it. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I browsed through the wiki page and I was knitting as I watched through, was it like seven parts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About so nearly two hours. Two hours. Yeah. The, the thing is that actually playing the CDI games, they are prohibitively difficult to emulate, which is to say difficult at all. I don't have a lot of uh, patience when it comes to setting up emulation. They are prohibitively expensive to physically acquire, and they are also prohibitively unpleasant to actually interact with. Uh Uh-huh. Do not try to play these games. (laughs) Just go watch someone else play them. The video stream I watched was kind of fun. I mean, there was no commentary, so... Thank you to that person, but also they intercut. There was no voice commentary, but they intercut certain moments with hilarious animated clips. Are you putting scare quotes around hilarious? They were kind of fun. Oh, okay. You know, they had like Groose going, ooh. Oh, yes, that one. Yeah, or like, and then I farmed s- snowballs for, you know, 30 minutes or whatever. Right. It was fun in its painfulness. So there's a chrono- chronological order to these games, uh, sort of. No, maybe I would argue that you there's definitely a chronological order between Faces of Evil and the Wand of Gamelon, but I don't know that there's any such thing regarding Zelda's adventure. The main weapon Zelda uses in her adventure is a wand. Are you suggesting that it is in fact the Wand of Gamelon? Maybe. I don't really know what the Wand of Gamelon is. Okay, well, we... mm. What order do you want to do these in, Crystal? Chronological order. Okay, so with Zelda's adventure potentially being last in the chronology, shall we leave it for last? Yes. And then I think Cam and I decided Link, the Faces of Evil, comes first Mm -hmm. before the Wand of Gamelon because the book... In Faces of Evil makes an appearance. Yes, it's very confusing if you haven't played Faces of Evil before beating Wand of Gamelon. And by very confusing, I mean not really. It's just very silly. Okay, let's start with Link, the Faces of Evil. (laughs) 
Okay. They finally did it. They put him in the title. They did. They, well, technically, he's he was there in Adventure of Link. Yeah. But I guess he didn't have a colon. Yeah. Link so, colon faces of evil. Yeah. Much bigger. <laughs> um, we start with... Well, first we start with like a, a five-minute tutorial on how to use the controls. Which is necessary because the CDI only had two buttons. Two buttons. I thought I saw a... A controller, and there looked like there were three, but maybe one of them was not usable. But yeah, there seems like there's only two buttons, and to access the menu, you have to crouch and then hit a button. The action button. <laughs> you have to crouch and then hit the action button to open the menu. Yeah. Remember, you can only open the menu while crouching. Great. And then there's just like sword. Sword button. Sword button, yes. But sword was action. Sure. But no, you can you can sword while crouching. I've never seen it. Oh, it happens a little bit in Wand of Gamelon. Okay. I don't think it happens in... There's jump. Jump and sword. Uh. Which is action. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Maybe jump is action. You don't know. What? <laughs> there aren't many buttons. It's true. There are not many buttons. I'm opening the manual here. It does indeed seem there are only two buttons. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about it, Crystal? You want me to read the opening into the manual? You know what? Sure, that yeah. sounds wonderful. Korodai has fallen to Ganon and his evil fiends. The gentle islanders are being transformed into bloodthirsty warriors. Oh, boy. As you speed towards Korodai on Glonim's magic carpet, you have only one thought. Find Ganon and defeat him. Restore the peace and liberate the citizens of Korodai. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, Fallout New Vegas Honest Hearts. Liberate with your sword. Uh -huh. mm. Can we talk about the wizard man for a second? Are you uh, going him? You know what? We'll get to him, I guess. Well, okay. I'll start with the intro in the game after the tutorial. It's a quiet, boring day in Hyrule. Link, this is the meme where Link yawns and, you know, says he's bored. And then the king interjects with his index finger saying that peace is what, you know, all heroes and kingdoms should... Uh, Strive for. Strive for this sort of boredom. And swooping in comes a, I suppose, a wizard on a magic carpet. And wearing a turban. Wearing a turban and, and a long, you know, flowing pointy beard. beard flowing beard. Dark skinned. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Here to inform the king that uh, Korodai has been taken over by Ganon and his foes. And... Link is like, golly, gee. And the king is like, well, what can we do? Not sounding very interested. But um, the wizard whips out his scroll and, you know, waves it at the screen. And it's all in, like, utter nonsense words, as if we could read it. Sure. It's like, well, according to, you know, our prophecy written here, you know, Link is the only person who can who can save us. And he's like, whippy. <laughs> And he's like, let me get my stuff. And it's like, there's no time. Oh, yes. Is, this yeah. is why he doesn't carry all of his equipment. Right, of course. There's no time. Just your sword will be enough. And of course, they need to insert a moment here for Link to ask Zelda for a kiss for good luck. And she's like, no. Establishing that this is at least based on the continuity of the cartoon. <laughs> well, I mean, she, King Har it's King Harkinian. Yeah, explicitly the same character from yep. the cartoon. Mm -hmm. Well, um, Link gets uh, swept away on this magic carpet ride, and oh, we hover over Korodai, which is an island, and you see it 
it's the map, like an adventure game map. Um, and there, are, this is the part where you have to choose which stage you want to enter into. But this island has these giant face statues. I don't know if statue is an appropriate word because they're they're massive. They're like carved mountains. Right. Yes. In which I guess the the villains actually have their dungeon inside of their their faces because they're all very vain. Yeah, the faces of evil. The faces of evil. Um, and each of these represents one of the major lieutenants of Ganon. Yes, there are five bosses. I can't recite all of their names, but they include things like Harlequin and Goronu, which is just one letter away from Gorin, actually. Yeah, interesting. It yeah. would be interesting, except that the naming in these games seems like completely random Nonsensical. nonsense. Yeah, absolutely. Gletko. I know what they were going with that. And Militron. Militron. Fun. Okay. Um, and so Link sort of wanders around the island. Each stage you enter into has little, like a little Triforce scroll at the entrance. And the Triforce in here is is shaped like the three triangles. Yeah. Even though we see, I guess, in one of ga- a, a Gamelon. You, don't worry about that. We'll okay. get to it. Cool. So the Triforce symbol makes is in this game. Um it's how you transition back to the world map. Yes. There's one at the entrance and one at the ending. And these levels are boring. And bad. And bad. There are monsters walking around each level. And they will spawn at doorways and just randomly and fly at you. And it seems like they, they sort of continuously do so. And there are a handful of people you can interact with. And... They usually want Link to do something like rescue their father or, you know, get their necklace back from a dragon or they will upgrade his weapons some way or another. Um, This is the part where I say this island is sort of awkward. Awkward how? Do you mean? (laughs) Well, first of all, looking at the, the faces of evil... Okay, you're talking about collar-tugging awkwardness. Yes. Okay. Uh, a couple of these faces look vaguely like tribal. Okay. In the, you know, the way that certain people would try to make scary... You can just say that <laughs> they're done in the style of a racist cartoon... Yes, absolutely. ...about the foreigners in deepest, darkest wildlands. Yes, this is a deep, dark wildland. Only the inhabitants of this these islands are just... European? Yes, very white-looking, elvish people. Right, the, the, the mountains were built by the minions of Ganon, who are... Right, but swarthy. so then the awkward, you know... Indigenous tribal imagery just makes its way through the monsters. Uh huh. I linked in our conversation one of the monsters in Slack. Scroll up. <laughs> oh, yes, that thing. Crystal, what do you think? Let's see. It'll be uh, just a- this little kobold guy? Yes. I think it's a, it's a Doria. Doria? What about him? Well, aside from the little rudimentary stone axe and the sort of bone earring necklace and the sort of, you know, tomahawk-looking fin. Mm-hmm. Mohawk-looking Mohawk, fin. sorry. Mohawk-looking fin. Carrying a tomahawk. Carrying a tomahawk. 
it's definitely trying to convey some sort of image. Oh, yes. A racist image of the, you know, the savage indigenous people. And they happen to, the first couple of levels which you should go to um, feature like huts on stilts for a ferry or a harbor. I think it's called Shipwreck Cove or something like that. And then Northinka or Nortinka, which has literal igloos. Well, why wouldn't it? Yes. Um, that are, are kind of broken down and taken over by moblins. To be clear to our listeners, I'm saying why wouldn't it in a very um, ironic way. It should be clear why they wouldn't. <sighs> it's just, yeah, it's, it's racist and sloppy. Right. It's like of that, uh, whatever. But the the monsters, it's clear, like repeatedly, they are just the islanders transformed. Right. Maybe some of them aren't, but actually, each time you go to face, you go to the um, intro section for a boss, you see that boss transforming islanders. Right. So these are just they're people. people this is who turn weirdly, you know, tribal looking, and then they turn into more in. Would you say the enemies in this game were indigenous coded? No, well, uh, some of them. Like that Dario. Or, sorry, not indigenous coded, but rather that they uh, are meant to evoke stereotypes. Some of them, yes. Okay. That's what happens when you get taken over by evil. Yeah. Others, there's like literally, literal flaming wheels. Okay. That's, that's probably, that one's probably fine. (laughs) And then there's giant mosquitoes and flying swordfish. Yep. (sighs) Yeah. Um, It's, it's a weird game. The dialogue is weird. You know, you meet at one point a a fisherman who has, I guess, a, a, a giant monster in his home. The monsters invade homes all the time, even when they're occupied by, you know, normal villagers. Sure. And he says, biggest crab I ever caught. And Link says, it's oh, a goma. <laughs> it's a goma. Because it's, it's just a goma. Yeah. And then the fisherman says, you're pretty good here. And he upgrades your sword. That is the extent of the dialogue in Faces of Evil. Yep. So, let's see. You wander around, you encounter a reader who says that if you get the book of... Um, the book Cordai, of Cordai. The book of Cordai, he will read it for you. And, and, and this you, is pretty important. It'll tell you how to beat Ganon. He doesn't even say that. I oh. guess you can assume it. Okay. But he'll read a book if you find the book. That's a good Nobody skill. Nobody actually have. tells Link, hey, go go find the book. That's kind of important. Um you pass by the the women in this game, aside from Zelda, are they're fat jokes. Okay, oh. yeah. They are older looking and seeming women who are a bit on the heavier side, and each of them sexually assault Link. What? Like they, they grab him, they hug him, they kiss him. And he clearly does not want it. Whoa. And this is, I guess, the funny. Okay. That, they, they, they kind of, that doesn't happen to Gamelon, I guess, standing to reason. Because, yeah, Link's not there. Right. right. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, by the point you hit Firestone Lake and you're on your way to um, beating Goronam. No, sorry. On your way to beating Goronu. Um, Goranem tells you, by the way, uh, Ganon has kidnapped Zelda. So good thing you're here. <laughs> then you get a shot of him kidnapping Zelda. Yes. 
He rhymes. I can't remember what the exact rhyme was. He speaks in rhymes in this game, but they drop that in Gamelon. Is that a shame or is that too- No, it's for the best. <laughs> I, I did not write down the rhyme. Oh, that's okay. If anybody's really curious, they can go look it up for themselves. You wander around, you get- You say wander around, but this game yeah. actually has a pretty clear it's line kind of progression. Pretty, it, it must be very painful for people to play because you can only enter certain levels or beat certain levels with- the items from other levels. So there's there's simple things like, you know, uh, the the fire monsters in this fiery place are easily defeated by snowballs that you collect in the cold place. But sure. there's also things like you need to get the glove of power, which a witch makes with grapple berries. Okay. Um and the one uh, the glove of power you use to um, punch rocks yeah, yeah, that yeah. are blocking entrances to the, the faces, some faces of evil. Bang. You have bombs. You do not bomb the rocks. Yeah, but it takes, the thing is, in Gamelon, you can use the bombs to break those rocks, but it takes like 10. Oh, maybe that's the case with this one too, but the pl- person playing that did not risk it. He He punched the rocks. Oh, it's good. Link is killing an absurd number of these islanders. Yes. This is the second game where Link is just canonically killing human beings, or the fourth, depending on how you read Link to the Past. There's there's this one lady that grabs my attention because you fetch her necklace that is being held by a dragon, and she remarks that, oh, my husband is a, you know, such and such monster Abominum. now. Abominum. Abominum now. And that, you know, that was, that necklace was given to me by him. And you're like... And 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 you wanted the necklace and not some sort of cure for your husband? Because an abominum is an abominable snowman monster in the northern region. Yes. You might have killed him already. I probably did. Or the player probably did. You get canteens, not bottles, by the way. <laughs> um, there isn't much to say about the, the actual bosses. One of them disguises himself as Zelda. And as you go over to sweep in and... And rescue her. He he scares you. One of them is a pig wearing uh, like sort of a modern day jester outfit. Uh huh. Or not really jester outfit. He looks like the kind of person who has like a colorful hat with the propellers on it. Okay. That's what I mean by modern jester. Oh, I see. <laughs> who is in the Harlequin Bazaar, and he has transformed. Or will transform people because they ran out of rubies, aka rupees. Right. The currency of this island are rubies. So I can only assume that he was running some sort of a casino. As one would think. Because. They just didn't fill in enough for us to actually get that. Yeah. Because these games have next to no text in them. Right. Um, There is Militron, who is a giant blue guy in armor. Who, for his introduction, holds one of the Corridians in his fist and squeezes and turns the Islanders into a monster. And then when you fight him, it's just regular size. Oh, and when you beat him, the, the, all the bosses have like death animations as well. Sure. But for this one, his armor blows up and it's a little old man in his underwear because that's very funny. And he's like, this is the worst thing ever. And he runs away. Uh, yes. Um, there's Glutko, 
who is some sort of a, a troll or ogre. And he, this is one of the parts where, you know, clear this game got much more graphic than the Zelda games usually do. He, in his, his animation, lifts up one of the Caridians and just eats him. And you, you see that and the crunching. Yeah, you hear the mastication. <sighs> anyway, eventually you get the Book of Koridai. You take it over to the reader. The reader informs you that the Prince of Darkness can kill with a single look unless Link attacks with the sacred book. I guess that's what's written in the book. Yeah. The the game designers and the background artists clearly at this point decided, hey, we've run out of like vaguely racist indigenous people imagery and just started drawing like crashed Viking ships, which honestly is a lot, you know, cooler and less problem. Yeah, certainly more colorful. Um, Link gets a winged helmet, which seems to allow him to jump a little further. Yeah. Um, Link beats Lupe. Who is a wolf. Who is a wolf. Who uses rubies to turn people into monsters. He he replaces their souls or something? Yes, with rubies. Each of these bosses you actually have to fight twice for no discernible reason. Oh. Uh, you make your way over to Goranam's secret hermit flat and... He gives you a blessing that allows you to see the monsters that are, I guess, up to this point, invisible that would hit you when you approach Ganon's lair. And then you're ready to go into Ganon's lair. This is a place filled with lava, but also giant human skulls. And by giant, you mean? I mean, easily as big as Link. Oh. The size of boulders. Those are pretty big. There are some small ones, too. Oh. This is the point where you think... Gee, like, all of the skulls in all of the Zelda games are not usually human-shaped. No. They're very un... Well, Shadow Temple. Even those look a little strange, right? Nah, no. Okay. Anyway, like, this gets into, like, the Conan the Barbarian mound of... Oh. Skulls. Oh. Maybe I should use that for the intro. You've been wanting to for quite a while. No, I haven't. Haven't you? No. I mean, the Wand of Gamelon at least has some real bops in its soundtrack. So, I mean, like, I, I can get some intro music. Okay. Well, you make it through Ganon's lair, and you, you reach Ganon, and he says, Join me, Link, and I will make you- Make uh, your Make face. your face the greatest in Korodai, or else you will die. And that's the extent of his rhyme. Yeah. Die and die. Terrible. That's, that's a perfectly fine rhyme. No! You would rhyme the exact same phoneme. Yours will be the greatest face in Korodai, or lest you will die. Yeah, no. You're rhyming die with die. So? It is, at the least, very lazy. <laughs> it's not hard to do better. Okay, do better. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> it's not hard. It's really easy to do better. Join me, Link, and I will make your face the greatest in Cordai, or else we will say goodbye. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now do that in a language you don't speak fluently. But the person writing this was from California. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of this dialogue, this stirring dialogue was by... The, the dude lived in Pittsburgh at the time. Yeah. But, I mean, like... 
it was animated. The animation cells were done by a bunch of Russian animators that they flew over to live in the States for the course of this game's production. But all the dialogue was written by native English speakers. This is probably the point as we almost enter into the fight with Ganon. This is the point where I should put out push out that there are a couple of animations in this where Link is startlingly on model. <laughs> <laughs> Not with the cartoon, but with um with how he looks in a link to the past. Like on the box or art. Or like on the, ba- the box art for this game, which was clearly also drawn by a Nintendo person. A Nintendo person, right. Which was kind of terrifying. But there's a couple and you go, what the heck? Like suddenly he's drawn very well here. Maybe this was the first art that they attempted and then they stopped. Um, Okay, so we're fighting Ganon. And Ganon cannot be defeated by any weapon except for the Book of Korodai. And how you use the Book of Korodai is you literally throw the book at Ganon. That's it. That's it. And it's a one hit thing. And boop. He gets sealed into the book, and uh, that's it. You tromp on over, um, and you end up to a room where Zelda is sleeping. After you try to sword her a few times, because sword is also how you talk to people. It's a smart sword. Yeah, it's called a smart sword because... It won't hurt friendly people, it just gets them to talk. Right, and they don't want to use a talk button. Yeah. They can't. But you, you realize you can't sword her. There is a, a circle on top of her that's actually a gong. So Link swords the gong and Zelda wakes up and Link's like, I saved you. And Zelda's like, no, you didn't. Scrub. <laughs> no kiss for you. Um, the wizard guy shows up and sweeps them away. And, you know, thanks Link for being the hero of Korodai. And Link says, golly. I feel like it's sort of that Simpsons joke with the Roadrunner. The voice actor probably only recorded Golly once, and then it was inserted, like, everywhere across the game. Oh. And the on the menu to this game, you have the option to end game yes, no. Yeah, yeah. And if you choose yes, you will get the credits. What happens if you choose no? I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. You get to explore the wonderful island of Korodai. I guess. Now it's a piece. Uh-huh. Well, No. The faces are still there. The, the wizard does say as you're as they're flying away that, you know, Korodai is returning to normal, but they did not have the budget to, to animate how that might look like. The art in this game's not bad. The game part art. Yeah, it's uh, pretty reasonable a lot of the time. The background paintings are quite nice in a lot of places. Yeah. How do you spell it? responsive. K-O-R-R-E-D-A-I. Maybe not. So, uh, well, that's just the thing is that the backgrounds are relatively nice looking, but they're also um, not designed in such a way that makes it clear how you're supposed to interact with a lot of them. Ah. And that's actually one of the uh, regrets of the director is that they thought they would be able to make a better game if it was top down, like Zelda's Adventure ended up being. But that wasn't really a thing they could do. They made that classic mistake of programming on top of the art instead of drawing on top of the programming. Yes. Sadly. Here, I found a map. Monica's sharing the map in our Slack. 
especially in in the later dungeons, there is some really neat looking art. There was like, oh, there was a very vaguely, you know, racist looking wall fresco. Oh. Where one of the bosses was clearly making sort of a Buddhist hand symbol. Right. And it was trying to, again, look othering and grotesque. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah, I would... But it was actually very well drawn. Sure. For what it was. Yeah. I I don't know why they felt compelled to draw an island with giant statues. Well, I mean, it's a cool idea. Is it? Yeah, absolutely. Each of these people has a mountain keep that bears an image you would assume that's related to them in some way. They're so vain they need to have a giant head. Yeah. It's like Mount Rushmore. It's just like <laughs> Mount Rushmore, actually. Oh, I did have a theory of this game. If we want oh, yeah? to get into, you know, the symbolic interpretation. Oh, no. So two out of the five sub-bosses curse people due to rubies or rupees. Yeah, there's money. So clearly they are capitalism. Oh. <laughs> Twisting people into monsters. And punishing them for lack of money or transforming them through the greed of money into a hideous form. That seems more generous toward this game than I want to be. <laughs> I know. It's like Mother 3. Crystal. <laughs> I s- it's like go- Mother 3 where Lucas lives in a utopian society. And then Porky comes and is like, let me tell you about money. I'll tell you about private ownership. I swear to fucking God. Yeah, That's who Ganon is. Uh-huh. Ganon, Porky, Gan's a pig. You got it out of your system yet? No. Well, keep going then. I can wait. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. No, I got it. Okay, good. We but, have we have a lot of fun here. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're so greedy they need giant statues of their faces to validate themselves, so. Sure, why not? I feel like this is a valid, if very generous, reading. What did you think of this game, Monica? It was bad. Even it was, just to watch. It was, yeah. I mean, I was glad I was else, like, you know, occupied knitting. It, if this was an episode of the cartoon, what letter grade would you give it in comparison to the rest of the cartoon? Like a like a triple F. Yikes. Even I mean, worse than the one even... with Slee's nose? Yes. Wow. I mean, this one had the racist element. Okay, yeah. And then, like, most of it was just literally, you know, one-hit killing monsters that would drop snowballs or fireballs that the poor player had to then use on more monsters to get other sorts of snowballs or fireballs. And then people died often. They were like lava pits. And little rafts that were like one link span wide. And then they would also throw other monsters at you as the the raft moved on its own. Yeah, and but if it was just the story parts the as story? a cartoon. But there was, there's no, like he beats up five guys and he beats up Ganon. Yeah, He yeah. gets a book. He throws the book at Ganon. So it's a very bad cartoon episode. Yes. All right. Um. Oh, I do have a... Uh, a cartoon canon explanation. Okay. Link is bored, so Zelda arranges for a, a island vacation for him in their whole sex 
thing. Thing. Yeah. And um, Ganon throws the party. Wow. Uh, Zelda should have double checked on the contractors a little bit there. They have plenty of money, right? They've built a pool or a No, I mean with all the racist shit. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, clearly, you know. They don't mind. They don't mind. This version of Link and Zelda aren't very mindful. But yeah, that's my in-cartoon canon of Faces of Evil. Big fat F. Mm-hmm. I'm tired now. <laughs> On to Wand of Gamelon. You know that took 40 minutes? I, I made notes. Yeah, Copious notes. Shall I begin with the Wand of Gamelon, Crystal? Oh, the, se- the sequel to The Faces of Evil. It is, to the best of our knowledge, the sequel to The Faces of Evil. Though the thing that places it after Faces of Evil only becomes clear at the very end. These games were released simultaneously. They were. And I guess if you wanted to do our bullshit, then you could say that they occur simultaneously. But that's probably not the case. One interesting thing about the Wand of Gamelon is that if you look up the box art for it, and you'll see a version of Zelda depicted on the cover who looks nothing like she is in the game, because that's just the Link to the Past version of Zelda. They later would bring this person back. Like, that's just Smash Ultimate Zelda. (laughs) But in the game itself, she draws more inspiration from the design of the cartoon version. Although she also looks like she's like 14. She's also very shabby looking. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, a weird thing about this is that you would assume that Hyrule is a relative... It's the little kingdom, right? It's a little place. Mm-hmm. And places like Korodai and Gamelon, which is another land, would also be other nations. But the way that the Wand of Gamelon starts is that King Harkinian tells Zelda and Link that Duke Ancled says that the island of Gamelon is under attack by the forces of Ganon. Now... We can assume here, but it will turn out to be untrue, that Duke Ancled is not owing fealty to King Harkinian. We later find out that he does. Okay. So, Gamelon is like a province of Hyrule, I guess? Or at least that's how it seems. Kordai seemed kind of separate, but then that could have been how, like, laissez-faire Harkinian was about doing something about... Ganon there. Yeah, about anything, really. Well, Harkinian does not take that same laissez-faire attitude here. He says, all right, if Ganon's going to be causing trouble over in Gamelon, I need to go help out Duke Ancled. The hero, Harkinian. The hero, Harkinian. And Zelda's like, "What? Why would, why would you go after Ganon? That doesn't make any sense. And the king is like, don't worry, Zelda. I'll take the Triforce of Courage with me. And then Link chimes in, yeah, Zelda, that old Ganon's no match for the king. I was like, I'm sorry? Hold on, motherfuckers. We need to (laughs) dissect this a little bit. So the king just swipes the Triforce of Courage from Link. And to be clear here, to be clear, one, this is the first introduction of the Triforce of Courage into the cartoon canon. Uh If we assume that these are uh, meant to be in the same canon as the cartoon. Uh, Two, what? Who would ever trust King Harkinian? Yeah, go over there and fuck my daughter, Harkinian, to go and fight Ganon, who is a credible threat about 15% of the time. Like, 
and yeah, we also learn here that the Triforce is uh, depicted as it is in the cartoon, and that uh-huh. it's a little pyramid shape. It's a uh, what? Is it? It's not a tetrahedron. It's a pyramid. It's basically a tetrahedron, though. Um, and, and I tried get- to draw like the three pyramids, and then with. Like stacked together like the yeah, yeah, yeah. three triangles triforce. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. look very nice. No, it doesn't. And Link and Harkinian says, Okay, listen, I've got the Triforce of Courage. I can whoop Ganon's ass, but if I'm not back in one month, come looking for me. And then we cut to a month later where Zelda's like, Okay, look, we haven't heard from my dad at all, so you need to go get him. And Link is like it, it cuts over with the one month later. And then it's like one month later again. And Zelda's like, God damn it. Where did that fool go? Oh, Impa, we got to go save my dad and possibly also Link. And Impa, by the way, this is the first time that the character of Impa ever appeared in a video game. Yes. Uh-huh. Prior to this, she was only in manuals. And Impa's like, okay, dear. <laughs> We'll just take the Triforce of Wisdom with us so that it can give us guidance. And then they sail off to fucking Gamelon. I was going to say that Cordai had the more memeful memes, but... No! No, no, no! no. Wand of Gamelon Wand has... Wand of Gamelon's real bad! Has the... It starts so off... I'm hungry, I can oh, eat an Octorok. I really wanted to deliver that one. Okay, please cut what I said. No, it's too late now. It stays. Um, yeah, there's a pretty uh, equal memification between the two... Uh, what was the name of this studio, Crystal? That would be the Animation Magic Studio. Yes. Uh, the two Animation Magic games have a pretty equal amount of memification, including what I think is the longest lived of any of the CDI memes in terms of how well it managed to persist into the current day and stay relevant. And what's that? Well, we'll get to it. Anyway, so Zelda and Impa leave. Now, it sounded like the way that Korodai was set up made a certain amount of sense. The way that you moved through the world didn't necessarily, but your goal in front of you, you immediately understood. You needed to get the things necessary to climb all the different faces of evil and defeat the bosses so that you would gather up enough power to go fight Ganon. Uh-huh. Wand of Gamelon does not do that shit. Wand of Gamelon requires you to wander around a lot. Its progression is almost Metroid-like, where you need specific items to move through specific areas. And with a game where you move that slowly and it's that hard to control, it creates problems, as you can imagine. But anyway. I'd say that um, Faces of Evil is equally as obtuse. You, I just had a player who... Oh, I, I, exactly absolutely. I'll agree that it's just as obtuse to move through, but narratively speaking, Gamelon wanders a lot. Okay. Because Zelda does fetch quests for people, and about half the time they're to go get some food. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'd really like to cook a fucking rock egg or whatever the hell. I did. It wasn't a rock, but I did not bother to take notes on this shit, and I never will. And you can't make me. You can't make me. And Zelda also has to fight a bunch of boss battles who are mechanically, I think, identical to a lot of the boss battles in uh, Faces of Evil because they were developed at the same time. And why wouldn't you just reuse those assets if you had the opportunity? So Zelda goes around, she helps people and they do things like give her a magic cloak and give like take her cape and turn it into a shroud that will scare the wrappings off Gibdo. 
Oh. That's the phrase that's used by the person who gives it to her. And, sorry, so, she uses the wand? No, no, no. What? No, she has a sword. Oh, okay. She has a sword here. I don't know. She don't got the wand. The wand comes later. You can try to go to the Temple of Gamelon, but you cannot get up it because you don't have the right items, asshole. Uh-huh. So you better come back later. So anyway, uh, you get this special shroud. Um, it's not of Turin. I don't know what kind of shroud it's supposed to be. But eventually you go into the back of a particular town. It's very difficult to get back there. And you go inside of a church where a Gibdo is playing an organ. And he says that the dead shall rise and enslave the living. What? And Zelda's like, no. And she runs up to the top of the church. And it's a church. It's not a temple. It's a church with a big-ass pipe organ. And she throws the shroud at the Gibdo. And the Gibdo's like, no, the shroud. And he just disintegrates. Yes. I'm going to let that hang there. I, I had Harlequin actually um, deflates with a farting sound. Oh, that would have <laughs> been worth mentioning. And then Link picks up the skin and goes, huh, golly. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, me, oh, my. Um, okay. So you go through and you have to also fight an iron knuckle. And when you fight the Iron Knuckle, the big brick guys are like, oh, she beat up Iron Knuckle. We better skedaddle. And they flee and and Iron Knuckle. And then you fight the evil three witches who are like the most thematically appropriate enemy in the entire game. But they always one shot you if they hit you. But they also die in one hit because they're old. Um, And then you fight Wizrobe and things get a little bit more interesting because Wizrobe is introduced at the same time that another character, Lady Alma, is introduced. And Wizrobe is like, oh, he says something menacing to her. And Lady Alma's like, I really couldn't be bothered to care. And Wizrobe is like, if that's how it's going to be, then we're just going to do a little bit of this. And he like cask of Amontillados her shit up behind a brick wall or like drops a bunch of rocks on her. It's really unclear when you watch it. Wow, there's a story here. Yeah, there's a fucking story, right? What? So you fight Wizrobe, and you kill Wizrobe, and you rescue Lady Alma, who, to the best of my knowledge, isn't related to anyone else in the entire story. And Lady Alma's like, oh, you rescued me. That's so nice. You know, Link came by here earlier, and Zelda's like, you saw Link? And Alma's like, yes, indeed. You know, I he gave me his canteen in exchange for a kiss. And Zelda's like, you kissed him? And Alma's like, <laughs> and she gives you the canteen, and you can use the canteen to carry fairy water and bullshit like that there. Somewhere in the middle of all this, you can end up talking to Empa three or four times, because she's just in the middle of whatever fucking level you're running through. And one of them, she's like, oh, I can't see what's happened to the king. It's all very bad. And then another one, she's like, I've tried looking at Link. He's been in a terrible fight, but that's all that I can manage to see. And the Triforce of Wisdom is not telling us fucking shit here. So you run forward and you fight fucking um, Hecton, who is like another wizardy goddamn character or some fucking thing. No, I'm sorry. The person that Hecton is, is he's like this little wizard who works for Ganon. And this is where the big meme thing happens. Because you kill Hecton, and he's a person. He's not a monster. He's a person. By the way, this game gives no explanation for where the monsters are coming from. Hmm. Except that some of them are just the dead raised by Gibdo. Because you find a lot of skeletons in this one. 
No mention of the Moblins. So you kill Hecton, and he's like, no, you've killed me. And Zelda looks at him for just a second before she says, good. <laughs> and that's where the image of CDI Zelda saying good, which is used in the context of schadenfreude, comes from. Good. It is good. And I think that's the best uh, bit of echo. That's pretty comedic. Do you think they, they planned it to be comedic? I think so. Well, then that's it, it an landed. actual good moment. It landed. Wow. So um, defeating Hecton allows you to rec- rescue, um, God fucking help me. Um, this takes place in the castle of Duke Ankled. And when you defeat Hecton, you rescue Lord Kiro. And Lord Kiro is just some musketeer hat wearing asshole. And he's horrible. He's horrible looking, but he's very loyal to the king. And he tells you, actually, what's going on is that Duke Ancled is betraying King Harkinian. And all of this was a trap to lure the king into Ganon's power. So Zelda fights her way back up to the top of the castle. And she sees Duke Ancled and he's like, oh, Jesus, please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Here's a key. And she's like, I'll be back for you, homie. And then she leaves. And she goes to the Temple of Gamelon. And the Temple of Gamelon is guarded by Omfok. <laughs> I know what I said. And sorry, could you give me could you <laughs> hit me with that again? Is O M F A K. Omfok. Okay. <laughs> and Omfok is a shapeshifter whose sprite is very similar to the wolf man who was in Faces of Evil. But his special thing is that his head will change shape. And this is illustrated. In fact, I'm just going to pull this up and I'm going to send this through the Slack in just a second. Let's see if I can. uh... Now, um, his head will transform between a wolf, a lion and an exaggeratedly huge pair of lips. And he illustrates his powers by saying that no one will obtain the wand of Gamelon. Anything that he sees he shall destroy, and what he destroys, he shall devour. To illustrate this point, a pigeon flies by. He grabs it out of the air. <laughs> His head turns into a lion head, which spews fire all over the pigeon, turning it into a roast chicken. And then his head turns into a giant mouth, which eats the chicken. That's horrifying. It's fucked, but also so goofy. So I guess Zelda has to hit him only when he's lips. And to be clear... Yes, I know that I said pigeon and then I said chicken, but that's what happened. (laughs) Um, Yes, he's only vulnerable to damage when he's lips. And he can only shoot fireballs when he is a lion, I think. And the wolf? I don't fucking remember and I don't care. I'm not looking this up. That's kind of like a puzzle monster. No, it's not. Shut up. How dare you? None of the other bosses and faces of evil had any sort of tactic to- No, listen though. Listen to me. When you kill him, he's like- And then instead of, like, melting or exploding or whatever, he actually transforms into an enormous swarm of ravens that all fly away. That's pretty cool. It was actually kind of cool. And it felt like he wasn't dead, but the story treats it as if he's di- as if he's died. And anyway, now you have the Wand of Gamelon. But on top of the Wand of Gamelon, you also need the special fairy lantern, which you get from rescuing the fairies from the three witches, as I remember. Um, oh, yeah, you have to do, like, three lantern upgrades in Phases of Evil. 
Yes, you have to do those same upgrades in Wand of Gamelon. Again, reusing a lot of mechanics here. It's like playing uh, the same game twice, only with a whole new set of levels, and it sucks. Um, so you go to Ganon's castle, and it requires all the different things, including the special rocks. This is the introduction of Rock's Feather, to be clear, because it lets Zelda jump a little bit further than usual. First appearance of Rock's Feather. That's horrifying. Fuck me. First appearance of Impa. First appearance of Rock's Feather. The reintroduction of the Sword Beam. First time that you... It's not the first time that you can upgrade your sword at a smithy, but it's close. Probably being developed at the same time. You know these games were made like eight months? That would make complete sense. Okay. So, you go up there, and it's only the fairy light that can pierce the darkness of Ganon's lair so you can actually see him. And... This is where that line comes from. You dare bring lights into my lair? You must die. And he like shoots lightning at Zelda and shit. He likes to end things and die a lot. He, uh, um, yeah, but he doesn't rhyme in this one, which is for the best, I think. So, he, it, and again, you throw the wand of Gamelon at him and it's a one hit kill. And it transitions instantly into a scene where he's like, the chains, no. You haven't seen the last of me! Because the Wand of Gamelon summons all these golden chains that wrap around his body. And then he's sucked into the Book of Korodai. The and book he was just, there the whole time. And he just becomes like a page in the book, which I assume yeah, is also- Yeah, he got misted. Yeah, it's what happens in Faces of Evil 2, right? Yes. Okay, so it's the same fate for Ganon. I don't- Was he just carrying around the Book of Korodai in his fucking pocket? Yeah. Oh, he should have burned that thing. Maybe he was trying to throw it at someone else. Crystal- uh-huh. Can you spot any loose ends in this story so far? Gosh, I can't think of any. Okay. Give me just a second and then let me know if you uh, if it comes to you. So, Zelda goes into the top of the tower, which, by the way, you can still die after killing Ganon because there are still environmental hazards. And if you die from them, you have to do the whole level again. And once you get through there, you can free the king. And the king is like, hooray! And Zelda's like, hooray! And they go back to Hyrule. Uh. Mm-hmm. Where's Link? So, you get back to Hyrule, and Lord... What did I say his name was? Orkin? Fuck. Hold on. Olmstead? No, no, no. Um, Lord Kiro drags uh, Duke Oncled into the room and he's like, here's the traitor, your majesty. And Onkled's like, oh, please, oh, please have mercy on me, your omnipotence. And King Harkinian's like, mercy? Once you scrub every floor in Hyrule, then we'll talk about mercy. And it's like, oh, okay, so it is a Saturday morning cartoon ending. That's good. And then Zelda's like, hey, where's Link? (laughs) And... Lady Alma is just checking herself out in her hand mirror, and she's, like, doing her hair and shit, and she's like, whatever, he was a boar. And now she he, she might have said boar, but I thought it was boar. And it's hard to tell because there are no subtitles in this game. And the pronunciation wasn't great. Uh, no. Enunciation? Either way. Whatever. Anyway, Zelda's like, would you take this seriously for one fucking second? And takes the hand mirror out of her hand and throws it against the fucking wall. And it shatters. And then Link materializes. And he's like, where was I just now? And Zelda's like, ah, we're going to have a feast. And Link's like, oh boy, food. And then Zelda and King Harkinian just laugh and laugh and laugh. And that's the end. So, So Lady Alma was keeping Link captive? I don't think she knew. 
I mean, she might have known, but it didn't seem that way. But but he he was last seen around Lady Alma by no. her own admission. No, well, okay, she yes. was the last person who could attest to his right. location. But Impa saw him get into a big fight, and then sealed inside of her mirror. Was she working for Ganon? Sure. Then why was Wizrobe keeping her captive and like fucking burying her under rocks? She was teamed up with Duke Oncled, but not with Ganon. That doesn't make any sense. That's stupid. I think it makes perfect sense. That's nonsense. And once I reject, going- I reject your attempt to make this make more sense than it does. Okay, she just wanted Link. No, I reject that too. I reject all of Why this. Why was it's he in the funnier mirror? If she doesn't know. Okay. That's what I says. Anyway, that's the end of the wand of Gamelon. Wait, what was the wand for? I don't think for? she knows. I don't Why think she, she know. Are are you are you watching these at all, Crystal? No, I've just gone by your description. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad. Don't. <laughs> Actually do at some point, but just like. Just the cutscenes? Just the cutscenes. You won't miss out on shit. So what was the wand for? The wand? It was for defeating Ganon. What do you mean? It's a one hit kill. It's the kill. only thing that could defeat Ganon. The only other thing. <laughs> the, only other thing. <laughs> the only other thing, except for the thing he was carrying in his fucking jacket pocket. Okay, so explain this game in the the universe of the cartoon. Listen, Link being trapped in a magic mirror so that Zelda can go off and have her own solo adventure with Ganon is exactly the right breed of fucky to fit in the cartoon. Yeah. Like, that would that would be like, th- this is a solid C minus, I think. There was a plot. There was, like, stories and characters interacting with each other. I'll call it a D. I'll call it a D. I don't <laughs> I got nothing, though. There's nothing else to this game. There's no text. I love text so much. There's alligators. There's alligators in this game for some reason. Any giant mosquitoes? I, no. Any flying fish with, you know, swordfish pointy Yeah, I think so. I don't think there are any Zora, but I think that there are jumping fish. Do the skeletons in this game also look like they're jacking off? I can't remember, but probably. They look like that in Faces of Evil. In Faces of Evil, Crystal, whenever the skeletons shoot fireballs, they kneel first, and they hold their (laughs) swords out roughly level with their hips, and then the fireballs shoot out of the swords. Uh, Yeah, I see where Monica's getting her idea. (laughs) Are you seeing this? (sighs) Well, that's an adventure. It was two adventures. You ready for the next adventure? Zelda's Uh adventure? Yes. Oh, uh, here is the sprite in question. The only part it's not showing is that the right hand will come forward and touch the base of the sword during the firing (laughs) frames. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, a person who worked on Zelda's Adventure claimed that this game was in testing phase for two years. Bullshit. What? I've seen this. That ain't no way. According to Zelda Voyeur and Man, who worked on both CDI projects from cdii.blogspot.com, a 2007 post. All right. I don't know. That's that's what they claim. So Zelda's Adventure, unlike the other two games, which are side-scrollers in the form of Zelda 2, is a top-down game in the form of Zelda 1. Oh. And you know how in Zelda 1, it it would kind of like... Take a second to load in the next screen when you move between screens. Kinda, yeah. 
Now it's taking a full six seconds. Oh. <laughs> That's intense. Yeah. I don't like that. How are the backgrounds? They're less good. <laughs> no, what I want to know is, because I've seen just a little bit, just enough to know to ask this question with the right weight. How are the full motion videos? I mean, they're fine. Really? What do you want? I'd want characters who aren't old white guy in wizard beard. Well, it's too bad. <laughs> so these are acted out by people? Yes, these are acted out by live action humans. Wow. Acted out by... Yeah, all the sprites are digitized in the Mortal Kombat style. But the actual FMV acting isn't done by people, it's done by person. And the monsters are clay models. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That is uh, really cool. During the development of this game, they could not afford to rent a studio, so they hung a mirror in the office ceiling and pointed a camera at it. I'm sorry? That, mm, this they, is- hang a, they hung a mirror on the office ceiling and pointed a camera at it. That kind of explains a lot about this game's aesthetic, actually. Yeah. All of the characters are not played by professional actors, but by the developers. Oh, it's that thing. Yeah. That's kind of cute. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. Oh, I can't wait to hear more about this one. <laughs> so this game begins with... What's this guy's name? Gaspra, oh. who, is, who is a wizard in red robes and big, long white hair and a big bushy beard. And he has his little cool wizard's tower on a crag overlooking space. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, there's no ocean. There's there's a sky and then zooms up into space as it rises into space. As one does. So he's, he's, this is a story that happened in the past that he is recounting to the player. Because he's just like working on notes, doing wizard stuff, I guess. And he comes across an old letter from his old colleague, Shormach, from the time that she asked him to summon a champion, because Ganon, Lord of Darkness, has taken over Tolemach. He has stolen the treasured celestial signs and captured Link. Tolemach, Korodai, and Gamelon. Tolemach is Camelot backwards. Of Ah. fucking course it is! Holy shit! Now if I may read the uh, manual opening to this. Okay. It is the Age of Darkness. The evil Ganon, two ends, has captured the young hero Link. Only Princess Zelda can rescue him. Her journey will be difficult, filled with many challenges and mysteries. Armed only with the advice of the wise court astronomer Gaspra and the guidance of Shurmach, Zelda must set out on her journey deep into the uncharted southeastern region of Hyrule, known as Tolemach. Before she begins, Gaspra warns her that the only way to save Link is to collect the seven celestial signs that Ganon has stolen, and that she must overcome one final obstacle, Ganon himself. Once she succeeds, she gains the knowledge and strength to rescue Link and brings the magical land of Hyrule into the Age of Lightness. Lightness? That is not what that fucking says. (laughs) That's what that says. Lightness? Age of Lightness. Lightness is not the opposite of darkness. Of course it is. Listen with me. Light? According to Hyrule Warriors, it would be light. But as we know, Hyrule Warriors isn't canon. So. Now if I may read the ending to the manual. Please. (laughs) Zelda's adventure is long and challenging. 
Tolemac is a large region, and the shrines make it seem even larger and more difficult. Zelda encounters many obstacles that impede her progress, but as she learns to use her weapons and wands skillfully, she succeeds. She learns to understand when characters are giving her good advice or when they're trying to trick her. Ultimately, Zelda will be victorious and good will conquer evil. Good luck. Good to know. Thanks, dicks. Yeah, they're, they're, both the opening and the closing are very careful to make sure you know that Zelda will win. She will save the day. Don't worry. Well, it's a Saturday morning cartoon, so... No, you know. it's fucking not. <laughs> no. No? No, this is some legend shit right here. I was just going to say, like, no people bursting out of windows because there'd be broken glass. Oh. Yeah, that kind of Saturday morning cartoon. Now, Tolemac is described as being a southeastern region of Hyrule. Yes. That's... If I may link you to the map. Oh, boy. It does kind of look vaguely like the southeastern region of the Breath of the Wild map. You know Crystal? what? I could see you kind of making that argument. Yeah, like that village down south by the sea is that one sea village. Laurelin? Oh, yeah, there's a village. Hateno. Yeah, that's yeah. Hateno. That's Kakariko. Jesus, there's like 400 screens here. Yeah, it's big game. Tolemac is a large world, and the shrines make it seem even larger. Maybe not that many, but good God. That's... T- for those low times, it'd take you like an hour to walk across this map. Yeah. Very large. I don't think Hyrule is ever actually referred to in-game. It's just the kingdom of Tolemac. Right. Furthermore, no one has pointy ears, not even Zelda herself. That's strange. Well, those would have required prosthetics. <laughs> and while the opening narration does refer to the protagonist as Zelda... You also then immediately choose your name. As was the style at the time. So here's my theory. Oh, no. This isn't Hyrule and this isn't Zelda. What? What? This is uh, a kingdom, a neighboring kingdom, that will one day be absorbed into Hyrule, but is is emulating Hyrule. Are, are you suggesting... That the mythology of this kingdom is eventually subsumed by Hyrule, and the heroine here recontextualized so that she can fit into a Hylia worshipping mythology. Yes. All they right. take this wow. story of of a local hero and say, oh yeah, she was a Zelda. Similarly, this Lord of Darkness probably isn't actually Ganon. No, he's Ganon. Oh, Ganon. <laughs> Ganon with two Prince ends. of Darkness Ganon. Prince of Darkness Ganon. Yeah. But Zelda does have a wand, which is, I guess, the wand of Gamelon. I don't know. It, I, it, it, she takes a bunch of hits to kill things sometimes, doesn't she? Yeah. I mean, it's not a sword. It is, it is a wand. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, all right, whatever. So Ganon has captured Link. It's not clear why Link matters or why he's important. Maybe yeah. if you had the greater context of this culture, it would be meaningful. Uh-huh. This again has has taken over the seven celestial signs, which are sacred in the land of Tolemac. This feels like a Blizzard title, almost. I was going to say it was like verging on Sailor Moon. But what are the seven celestial signs? Uh, They're rocks. They're triangular. They have symbols on them. There's earth, illusion, air, destiny, water, strength, and fire. I beg your fucking pardon. (laughs) 
The seven elements. Could you read those for me one more time, just a little slower? Earth. Uh Uh-huh. Illusion. (laughs) Air. Destiny. Water. Strength. And fire. Okay, so it's the four classical elements, and then strength, (sighs) destiny, and illusion. Yes. Good. Oh, my God. So Zelda must travel all around Tolamac across its forests and swamps and plains and beaches and crags and recover the celestial signs from the the shrine, the celestial shrines, the celestial signs from the celestial shrines guarded by the shrine keepers who are servants of Ganon. Why, Why are they guarding the shrines? What do you mean? These guys seem dicks. Or the shrine keepers. Yeah, why are they the shrine? Why would they be keepers of the shrine, though? If they're dicks, I thought they would be like guardians. Well, perhaps you could say that they are keepers of the old religion in our resisting Hillian influence. Oh my. Okay, this is another case where we're giving this shit too much credit. But I'm going <laughs> to go with it for right now. But it's. It's not clear whether they were installed by Ganon or if they pre-existed and then were became loyal to Ganon. But they're usually pretty mean people. There's Lort, the shrine keeper of the Shrine of Earth, who is a greedy troll that hoards all his treasures and doesn't want Princess Zelda to touch him. Sure, as you do. Then there's Pasquinad, shrine keeper of the Shrine of Illusion who is a werewolf jester that speaks in rhyme. Oh, another werewolf guy. That speaks in rhyme. Ah. Then there's Aviana, shrine keeper of the Shrine of Air. She's just like a bird. Sure. She's a bird. Girl? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Then there's Malmord, shrine keeper of the Shrine of Destiny, who is the Grim Reaper. Ah? She's the Grim Reaper? Okay. Uh, hmm. Okay, I guess that would be a guardian of destiny because everyone dies. Zelda, I am your destiny. I weep because of your quest. I measure and I cut what you lose. I deem what is fate and what is best. And I leave you no power to choose. And then Zelda beats her up with a wand. Yeah. So she the, she also cuts like the fabric of you know life. She's one of the she's one of the Norns over here. Yeah, she's a Grim Reaper. <laughs> oh, okay. The Gasper keeps talking about, oh, Zelda, the reason you succeed on your quest is because you believe in kindness and the brotherhood of man. Not really. She just hits things with her wand. <laughs> Sounds about right. Not a sword. She, no, a wand. Girls can't have swords. She has no dialogue in this game either. Yeah. And all the dialogue in this game is also not subtitled but and is shouted by the voice actors. <laughs> uh-huh. So there's also a Gwanda the shrine keeper of the shrine of water, which is a blob of water. Okay. <laughs> She's just, yeah. Going very far with this character design. Right, that, that, there, there, there's, there's, um, there, there's precedence for character designs for enemies like that. That's just a bot, right? That's what those are called, bots? Yeah. Or a chew. So we've had three werewolves. <laughs> well, only one Grim Reaper, though the other, we did have a mummy. And a, a- Ursur is the shrine keeper of the shrine of strength, and he's a bear. Uh, just a bear. Yeah, he's a bear. Like Ursa, Urs, whatever. Urs, Ursa, yeah. Ursa. Yeah, like Ursa. He's, he's he's not an anthropomorphic bear. He's just a bear. <laughs> uh, 
I, did they bring a bear into the studio and then point <laughs> the camera? No, they made the they made the model. Oh, okay. Clay clay model. That's cute. I think. Then the seventh and final shrine keeper of the Shrine of Fire is Warbrain. War Warbane. The Bane a dragon. Of war? Okay. Yeah, Warbane. Are they super cool and huge? I, they're not that big. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know? Okay. Yeah, and th- this Warbane did exist before Ganon's siege. He used to run a, a locksmith forge. Oh, what? Why? He used to, you know, is, is is that the character who makes all the keys? <laughs> Ganon doesn't pay well enough. He has to like yeah. have a side job. I just, I, just, I just like imagining this dragon like in smithing goggles. Making some keys. Yeah, he, he you call you call this big ass dragon over to your house, and he gets out his glasses and his special tools, and he feels around inside. He says, "Oh yeah, this thing's jammed all to fuck. It's gonna take me like half an hour." Oh man, I forgot to mention the the smith in. Oh Faces no, we can't. Evil. We'll talk about the smiths in our respective games after this bullshit. Okay. Because like I'm now thinking about the dragon smith. So Zelda finally finds all the celestial signs and is ready to face Ganon. So Ganon swipes the screen open and sucks her into a dark realm where she has to fight all the bosses in a row again. Yeah, the boss rush. Joyful. Ugh. Then Ganon himself appears, and it's a pretty good Ganon design. And I, I take I take umbrage with that sentence that just came out of your mouth. He looks like the cyber demon from Doom, but not cyber. <laughs> yeah, he, he looks. Uh, that's a that's a uh, Duke of Hell, if I remember. Was that the image you linked in Slack? Yes. Oh, the one that she said Ganon under. So yes, she does. Uh, sorry, Ganon does look like one of the Dukes of Hell from Doom. It's very not good. Don't call it good. It's bad. It's good. Why is it good? Uh, it's scary. Is it? Yeah. Okay, I guess it's kind of scary. This game has kind of a dark tone to it in general. Right. What is it like when you talk to folks in this game? They yell at you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to wand at them? Is this a, is this a smart wand? Hmm, let me let me check. Do you like actually see them or <laughs> Yeah, the they have, they have sprites in the world. Right, but I mean like do they have FMV cutscenes like characters in the uh animation magic games? Oh, no, absolutely not. Oh, okay. Their sprites just yell at you. Oh, okay. That's a little disappointing. No, you don't have to sort them. You just you just press one of the buttons as you approach them. Oh, they okay. manage to get that get that in. I guess it's a little bit easier with a top-down game. That's why it took two years to test. There's a lot of testing. Yeah. God. So Zelda hits Ganon with her wand a bunch, and he dies. Yeah. And the Age of Lightness begins as Link and her finally reunite. Where Where is Link? He just appears? Yeah, he just appears okay. in the the little little shrine where you started at. I did see the ending of this. I, I saw, oh, yeah? I saw the last image where uh, Link is holding Zelda's hand. Yes. But it's just Zelda's regular sprite standing there. So Link's sprite is just having his hand out and he's kind of looking up at the camera a little bit. That's it. That's the whole thing. Yeah, that's Link. So, so Crystal, how does this tie... Does this tie into the cartoon canon? No, it appears to be a separate 
generation. So do you think that's the wand of Gamelon? Sure, I could see how they maybe they found it or inherited it at some point. Why not? These games are awful. It does have the power to defeat Ganon. It does. That's true. It's the only thing. The only <laughs> other thing. Again. Aside from the other things that traditionally kill Ganon. Like hitting him three times with your sword in the cartoon? Remember when that was a thing? Yeah. One more zap and you're through, Ganon. <laughs> so There's not a ton of story to Zelda's adventure. Zelda's there's a- only t- There's only two actual cutscenes, the beginning and end. And a bunch of being talked at by a wizard man. Yeah. That's about on pace with Faces of Evil. Uh, you still get all these freaky cutscenes interacting with villagers where they're framed in disconcerting ways. And you get the boss intros and outros. You still get some things in Faces of Evil, just like in Wand of Camelot. Not very much. It's more than this. Okay. Except for Talking Wizard Man. Don't fuck with Talking Wizard Man. So this, the smith in Faces of Evil, his daughter implores you to free him. And he is actually chained up a la Prometheus inside his forge. Oh. Not, not chained up like Prometheus. Like one of the Greek. No, Prometheus was chained. Okay. He does mention like the birds were annoying him. So oh, I can so only that, yeah. assume it's Prometheus. Yeah. So you free him and he offers to upgrade your swords. Like you've got a fire diamond or something. And so you hand over your fire diamond. And the animation is basically he puts the diamond on top of the sword and he hammers down on that exact spot. Just a little tink. Yes, and then a little like square appears on your sword just in that one spot, and that's your upgrade. Yeah, because in Faces of Evil and Wand of Gamelon, I'm assuming it's the same in Faces of Evil, there's three levels to your sword. There's your regular sword. At some point during your adventure, you will find the Power Sword, which I don't know if it's actually stronger, but when you're at full health, it can shoot out sword beams. And once you upgrade the power sword with a fire rock, it can shoot out sword beams even when you're damaged. Big help. The smith I, in Wand of Gamelon, I don't want to talk about him. I'm done. Why? I just don't want to. He's not good. He's bad. Is is he racist? No, mm, not in a way that I could parse. He's just very unpleasant. So I don't want to talk about it. He starts off as a fisherman. And then he gets a new job as a blacksmith and he's like hey i'm pretty good huh and that's it that's everything that's everything do you think these games are canonical i'm gonna say no (laughs) oh why not well they could be canonical with the cartoon in fact it seems like they were intended to be but the cartoon is not canonical with the mainline canon legend of zelda series when did the cartoon air before this it was like 1989 or something wasn't it yeah absolutely this came out three or four years after. That's crazy <laughs> that they decided, hey, when we make this game, we're going to stick to the cartoon. Well, what else could they draw from? Link to the Past? I guess Nintendo wouldn't let them touch it with a 10-foot pole. No. God. Oh, uh, one thing that I thought mentioning is that when he was interviewed about it years later, the director of Wand of Gamelon and Faces of Evil, uh, he did throw a little bit of shade at Zelda's adventure. Like, even... For the team behind those two games, Zelda's Adventure was considered pretty bad. It's considered the worst one. Wow. You can also find an interview with Link's voice actor on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
somebody managed to hunt him down and he is a teacher um, who didn't know anything about Zelda or video games and they didn't give him much context. So he just tried to give his best to the lines and this doesn't really affect his life. He was glad that he didn't know about the, you know, huge failure and mockery until, you know, years after the fact. But now it's just an interesting tidbit that his students occasionally will Google up to, you know, check. Like he'll tell them and they'll be like, what? <laughs> he says that no fans have ever tried to seek him out over it, like to talk to him. That's amazing. It's good. Yeah. Leave that man alone. He did theater work. I'm sure it was, you know. Yeah. God. These are bad games, Crystal. They're not good games. Not a fan. The meme life that they are living now is uh, pretty great. Pretty okay. It's the best thing that could have happened to them. Zelda's Adventure doesn't even have memes. Oh, yeah. It was too bland for it. Yeah. At least Tolemac is in an age of lightness. <laughs> yeah. Good. That didn't even no no part of it except for the names of the characters was Zelda esque in any way. You don't think so? What would you say is Zelda esque? I don't know. What does that mean in this in this era? Okay, for this era, I guess it's mostly down. Mm, you know what? That's actually a very good question. At this point, after the first three games, I guess it comes down to Ganon's a pig. There's a Triforce in there somewhere. Hmm. They actually use the word Hyrule. There's a king. You do collect. A lot of the supplementary material in this era was derived from the cartoon, like all the books and comics. That's true. It's not like they were importing, translating, and reading the manga. They should have, though. That would have been sick. Oh, what if they had done a version of Ganon in one of these games that was at least sort of based on Ganon from the original Legend of Zelda manga. That'd be really good, but they probably wouldn't have the budget for that. No, probably not. He'd have to be like a background element. Cameron? Y yes? Where do people send us questions? You can send in questions to bookofmedorapodcast at gmail.com. That's bookofmedorapodcast at gmail.com. But we have some questions from Twitter. Ooh. Oh, no. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Video girl Leah asks, can Zelda really give kisses for luck? Is this the power of being descended from Hylia? You know, if she ever kissed. Uh, here we go. <laughs> what? Go ahead. Sure. No, if she ever kissed. Yes, sure. Maybe they'd be luck lucky. What's They're your mostly like endgame kisses, though, so. Purely as a reward function. What's your take, Crystal? Sure, why not? I don't think this version of Zelda is descended from Hylia. You don't think so? No. Why not? Because they're not part of the canon. Also, oh. they existed way before the idea of Hylia did. Sure. Th th like, again, <laughs> these aren't Link and Zelda. These are just a couple of really irresponsible kinksters. Well, we're talking about Zelda right now. Aren't we? No, we're, these are questions about the Zelda CDI oh, okay. games. Well, okay. no, this, this Zelda refuses to to give Link a smooch because they're still part of their, you know, kinky sex act. Okay. Okay. Can, can, can canonical Zelda give good luck kisses? I Is luck a thing in the Zelda series? Like, could she, could she give blessings through it? Probably yes. 
Right. Because Skyward Sword Zelda, 100% yes. Very ordinary people in Hyrule can give kisses and heal you. Wait, what? Did, oh, yes, that's yeah, true. There's various people who kiss you. Well, I mean, I don't know that that's necessarily them healing you so much as Link getting super hype about it. What's the difference? You're asking if they have healing powers or if Link has regenerative powers. Tomato, tomato. All right, fair enough. You know what? Yeah, absolutely, video girl Leah. Zelda can definitely give good luck kisses. Triforce of the Gods have has a hidden luck statistic in the game that is affected by the Pond of Happiness. Oh, yeah. What does that do? Well, you, Link has four different states of luck. Big trouble, a little luck, good luck, and great luck, which affects the kind of drops you get after defeating enemies. Oh, yeah. right. I always run out and kill a bunch of things if right. I have that good luck. Right, 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 right. Okay. How long does that last? I don't know. All right. We'll do some reading about this later. So luck magic exists. It can be given by the fairy of this pond. Was it Venus who did that? Yeah. Cool. Simone asks, what's your favorite YouTube poop? Are you saying Simone because you're saying it in the French way? Yeah. All right. That's fair. Um, I don't actually watch YouTube poops. Never. Why not? I just never really thought they were that funny. Are they called YouTube poops? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. There like there was a whole subgenre of YouTube poop that was spawned specifically from the CDI games. See, this is how distanced I am from them. Yeah. That I don't know that that's what they're called. Like most people know anything from this game because of YouTube poop. What's wrong with calling it a meme? This predated that popular usage of the word meme. Really? Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Well, memes def- The YouTube poops spawned memes in and of themselves. Hmm. Mm, that's not true. Uh, uh, let's you, go You check. don't think so? Why not? YouTube poops were a genre of memes. Yes, but memes themselves can also generate their own. Yeah, but they did not invent the word meme. Well, I'm not saying that they invented the word meme, but like- I'm not exactly sure how old YouTube poop. Oh, Monica's pulled out and she's doing the research. There's a Wikipedia page. They're, they're late 2000s. But yeah, because that's when YouTube came around. Yeah. There's no history mentioned here. What's your favorite YouTube poop, Crystal? I never really liked them either. Yeah. You'd think there'd be like they- some really good SpongeBob ones or something, but I've never seen any. I mean, YouTube poops evolved into better versions of remixes. Yeah, that's true. Technology and technique got a lot better. What what, what would you say are the defining characteristics of the YouTube poop genre? I think it would be disingenuous for me to answer that question with any kind of authority because I don't partake in it. So I'm going to answer it super confidently. The defining characteristics of the YouTube poop are taking footage from old things, doctoring them, and making sure that whatever way you cut it together is very shitty-seeming. I might say YouTube poop is actually defined specifically by the content that is common to a YouTube poop. How do you mean? Like, any remix video using the CDI games is a YouTube poop by definition. Oh, oh, I don't know if I'd go into that. All right, well, agree to disagree, I guess. As the outstanding YouTube poop scholars, 
People will just have to decide whose argument they like better. Jordan asks, have you ever actually played these games on the CDI? What's the most obscure piece of technology you've ever used? I don't know how to begin to answer the second part of that. Well, the first part, let's we, we can deal with that. None of us have. No, absolutely not. I wouldn't even if I had the opportunity. Monica and I have a mutual friend from many years ago, uh, curse your eyes, Dave, um, who told us once that the CDI games weren't actually that bad and that their reputation is not in keeping with their actual quality. And uh, all evidence seems to point in the other direction. (laughs) No, there's no way for me to play games on a CDI. What's the most obscure piece of technology you've ever used for video games? We need to limit it to video games first. I uh, sure okay. In in the uh, early 2010s, Nintendo made this like tablet add-on to the Wii. They called it the Wii U. Uh, Ah, you. Okay. um, Thinking about it seriously, my answer is either my Famicom Game Boy Micro or or the magnifying glass clip-on attachment for the Game Gear. Not for the Game Boy Advance? No, the Game Gear. It made your screen look bigger. Hmm. It was also like six feet thick to a small child. I didn't get many video games as a kid. Yeah. So I couldn't really... Mainstream by definition. Right. Yeah. By circumstance. Yeah. I didn't even have Rumble Pack. Sadly. I just had to look up where the secret bombable places were in Ocarina of Time. What about you, Crystal? Probably like the Game Boy camera and printer. Ah. Did you have fun with that? Yeah, I took a picture of myself and printed it. Nice. And threw it away. Oh, well, that's kind of what you did. Oh, right? wait, wait. I do have. We had the Poke Walkers. Oh. And I have the Pokemon Go Plus. Monica, I think the Poke Walkers ended up being used by like 15 million people. Okay. More than the Wii U. Oh. Okay, the Pokemon Go Plus. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, God, there was a game on the Game Gear that I played a lot, uh, Tasmanian Devil. It was like Taz Time or something like that. And I played it because I liked the Tasmanian Devil when I was a kid. That game was horrible. Hold on. My childhood video games were mostly like pirated computer games. Or not pirated. I suppose the you know the exchange of floppy disks kind of counts. I must have heard this song five thousand times. Ooh, that's not good. That is actively bad. Crystal, you should click on that link for a moment. Okay. Get through at least ten seconds. That's just unpleasant. Yeah. I'm going to have to find an MP3 of that and put it under our conversation here so people can hear it at least a little bit. Why? Why is it like... Do all Game Gear games sound like this? I mean, they were all running off that sound chip. The notes don't have to be in a bad order. Maybe they did. Shall we move on to the next question? Whatever. Lambda asks, Will we ever see another game starring Zelda herself? 
Um. No. I genuinely do not think so. I think that we will see. I would be willing to bet that we will see the option to play Link as a woman. And we may see Zelda as a man even, but Zelda will not be playable because that's not the role that Zelda has in these games. I think if Nintendo was doing poorly enough with the Zelda franchise, they would try to spin off into something, but the Zelda franchise is not in any trouble. No, Breath of the Wild is the most successful that any Zelda game has ever been. Right. By far. But I mean, like with Federation Force, and they tried to spin off into... You know, any other Metroid character, of which there are none. Right. Spin away from Samus. Because Other M was toxic waste. Right. So they would have tried that if any of the Zelda games, you know, bombed. Really crashed and burned. Right. Not like Skyward Sword, but like Other M. Yeah. Which isn't happening. No. No, we'll never, we'll never, we'll never see Zelda. We could, but no, probably not. If, if if people want to be able to play these games as a woman, that will happen. If people want to play as Zelda, maybe, like, we'll get it in spinoffs, like Hyrule Warriors or some other tie-in thing. But in a mainline Legend of Zelda title, no, probably not. I wouldn't want it to play the same as playing Link, though. Yeah, we talked about that before. Right. Our strategy slash tactic games or... Puzzle adventures. Or political... Text adventure. So, yeah, I would. I'd do that shit. I'd mainline that. Crystal, what kind of game would you want to play as the Princess Zelda in? I would like to play a political simulator in the vein of Divinity Dragon Commander. That was a very specific answer that you were able to pull out instantly. Yeah, because I know what I want. Fair enough. Is that sort of like a Princess Maker game? Divinity well, it's Dragon. Like a <laughs> strategy game. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, Princess Maker is a little bit uh, more particular. That would be fun too, though. Princess Maker was one of the games that Monica played when she was very young. Yes. This is one of the floppy disk games. It's like one of the games you got if you were moving through pirate circles was Princess Maker. No, if you had cousins who yeah. gave you floppy disks. That counts. Okay. Moving through pirate circle. I would just like a Zelda game to... Take advantage of the fact that she is royalty and use that in the gameplay. Like, it's you're not playing as the sword hero. You're playing as somebody who's capable in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. And interacts through the world with a different mechanical language. Yeah. That's all the questions we have. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, do you want to do an email or should we call it? Let's, let's do one email. Okay. Whose email are we reading? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You got it. Did we get through all the emails? There's two left. Both of them sent relatively recently. I think since our last recording, actually. What are those two? I only see one. Uh, There is one from Alex and one from Daniel. Okay. Let's read Alex's email. Okay. Hello. Cam suggested I send this in because it would amuse Crystal. And I bet it would cause some untold physical and mental harm to Cameron if he had to read this. It would. 
The suggestion that Ganon is some kind of Abrahamic deity does work if you consider a good number of JRPGs and anime have Christianity portrayed as the bad guys. Although I'd suggest the actual deity in three parts is Ganon the Father, Demise the Son, and Ganondorf the Holy Spirit. Oh my. It wouldn't surprise me if this depiction of Western Christianity subtly influenced the Zelda series. Demise is Ganon made flesh because Skyward Sword is canonically the first time the Zelda story happens. He later promised that the hero and the goddess would be stuck in an eternal struggle with him, which could be read by Christ telling his disciples that he would send another. It fits with a very surface-level reading of Christianity for pulling from the mythology and combining it with other mythologies as seen in other popular media. I hate this. <laughs> Why do you hate this? Because there's like six different directions that you can engage with this from and actually have a long conversation about. And incorporating yeah. more Abrahamic religion readings into The Legend of Zelda is anathema. Damn you, Alex. Why is it I like this? I don't quite understand Alex's comparison of demise to Jesus Christ, the lamb. Well, it, I mean, demise is the one who promises that he will return in another form. Okay. But, um, Gandorf would fit that a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, if you want the way that most people interpret this, if you wanted to line them up that way, I think that Alex's read on it is very unique. It's got textual basis, but I think that most people would read it as being, oh, God. <laughs> I really don't is want to. Is there an do this. unholy trinity in Christianity? Uh, hold on. Because getting into what people mean by the Holy Ghost is a little bit fucked in the first place. But I think that the easiest way to do it would be Demise the Father, Ganondorf the Son, and Ganon the Holy Ghost. Makes sense to me. That's how most people would line them up. But also- Why is that? Well, because Demise is the original- According to that reading, which I reject- This is another reason I hate it. On its face, because Ganondorf is not a reincarnation of Demise. There was nothing to reincarnate. But if you want to read Ganondorf as a reincarnation of Demise, then Demise, the originator, is the father. Ganondorf, who came after, is Demise as a man, which is a pretty clear through line between, you know, the father and the son. And Ganon, the eternal the background radiation of the entire universe who informs the way that everything works and relates to each other, that's the spirit. The Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son. Uh-huh. What is that quote? The Spirit proceeds, the Father be begets, the Son is begotten? Crystal, I genuinely don't know. Okay. The thing is that... In Southern Baptism, they don't actually get into the Trinity of God that much. Yeah. I'm a heathen. And Monica's a heathen. So. <laughs> well, I'm an atheist. Oh, that's a kind of heathen. Okay. Depending on which sect you're talking to. But in Southern Baptism, at least the part that was spread in my church, um, you didn't really talk about the idea of God as a Trinity because there was no Trinity. Jesus was God. Full stop. And trying to, yeah. trying to separate that's them is evil. No, no, they're not separate. Jesus is holy and fully indivisibly God. Crystal, there's a reason that Southern Baptists say the Catholics are going to hell, and this is part of it. Wait, are the Baptists non-Trinitarian? <sighs> you know what? 
It's been so long since I've been to a proper service at my old church that I'm not com- com- I'm no longer confident in my reading according to how I was taught as a child. Oh. But Google says they do believe in it. Well, you're looking at Baptist. Keep in mind that the Southern Baptists are separate. Right? Oh, hold on. Okay, they believe in one God who reveals himself in three aspects. Maybe you're okay. minister guy. That no, I mean Just- that, that there's different readings of what the Trinity is, though. Um. Because th- this, if you want to map it onto that, then you can't make Ganondorf demise and Ganon fit there because they're set completely separate individuals according to how you read it. Ganondorf is not really pre-existing the way that demise, who has conquered time, and Ganon, who is the the form that all evil takes, are. Anyway... Ganondorf's not a demise reincarnation, so fuck it. Yeah, it's more likely Maladus. Oh. Why do you do this? <laughs> why do you have to, like... Why do you have to, like, pick up your sword and then ram it into my fucking chest? Okay, I'm sorry, I'll stop. Oh, you can keep going, I'm dead already. It's very funny. It's not like any more harm can be done. Alex! <laughs> Thanks, Cam, Alex. People find you online. Thank you, Alex. You can find me on Twitter at CamWriter. You find me at Arcane Crystal on Twitter, patreon.com slash Arcane Crystal, where you can get early podcasts and exclusive podcasts and on other podcasts on audioentropy.com like Let's Place and MCU Complete Me and other other podcasts on audioentropy.com like Teenagers with Attitude, All Along the Watchtower, Totally Reprise, Let's Steal a Podcast. That's a lot of podcasts. And, uh, it's one more, one more, one more. BakaCast. Have they done there an episode go. of Cast lately? Huh? Yeah. Cool. One came out yesterday. Oh, shit, that is lately. Yeah. It's a regularly updating podcast. And you have, uh, Zelda jokes. Oh, shit. Do we have a... Somebody submitted some Zelda jokes, right? Oh, in yeah. an email? Okay, hold on. Yeah, let's, let's, let me, let me dig, let me dig into that one. Which email was this? That would be, uh, Matt's fourth from the top. Oh, thank you, Matt. Oh my god. <laughs> I know, a treasure trove. This one comes in from Matt. What is a locomo's favorite enemy? What? Choo Choo. Yeah! Good. Good. That is terrific. I'm... Just pull this sword out so I can fucking bleed to death, please. That's fantastic. Good night, everyone. Choo-choo. Good night. Zelda, Duke Onklet is under attack by the evil forces of Ganon. I'm going to Gamelon to aid him. But father, what if something happens to you? I'll take the Triforce of Courage to protect me. If you don't hear from me in a month, send Link. Ampa? Don't worry, Zelda. Triforce of Wisdom promises the king will safely return. Enough. My ship sails in the morning. I wonder what's for dinner. Oh boy! I'm so hungry, I could eat an Octorok! (sighs) A whole month gone, and still no word. I'm certain he's alright. Yeah! That old Ganon's no match for the king! Link, go to Gamelon and find my father. Great! I can't wait to bomb some Dodongos! Wake up, Impa. 
We're going to Gamelon. All right, dear. I'll get the Triforce of Wisdom. 